welcome to Entrepreneur Conundrum with Virginia Purnell, where growing entrepreneurs share how they get visible online. Hi, everyone. Today, I'm talking with Matt May about how he helps businesses grow stronger from the inside. After several years of producing and facilitating team building programs for a variety of companies, Matt recognized that there was an alternative way to provide engaging and interactive experiences. As a result, he created Premier Team Building and Interactive Experiences, delivering programs nationwide and abroad. As the company's president, he is responsible for the design and development of its experiences, overseeing the production and facilitation of these programs, customer support, and staff training. Additionally, in his career, Matt has served as a producer, director, manager, administrator, educator, and consultant for various events and live entertainment, theatrical, and educational organizations. Welcome, Matt. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I appreciate it. It sounds like you have had quite a variety of things to be able to make such an interesting life and journey to this point. I have. And um, it's funny that you mentioned that I, I am working on a book now about that, that talks about, well, the, the tentative title is Don't Fight the Flow Following Your Organic Path. And so, yes, you're right. Did you want to talk about that book if you yet? Because you kind of wanted to focus on team building. I just wanted to segue. Okay. In. I'm so okay. sorry. Do you no. not want? No, I just wanted to make sure we're both on the same page. So sorry. Yeah, we, Go ahead. We are. <laughs> so yes. Yeah, so I'm working on a book now that will be out hopefully later this summer or in the fall. And the idea is that not to judge ourselves based on other people's career paths or life choices or life paths. And that's something that when I reflect back upon this, you're right. I, I started out in theater. I went to undergrad for theater and graduated with a double degree in theater and arts administration, which was basically a business degree. And I've had a very eclectic and varied career path. And it's funny because at the time I didn't really recognize it. But now when I look back, to me, it's kind of like the perfect storm that collided together, having some experience and working in education, working in live entertainment and theater, starting out when I was a kid as a camp counselor. Um, all of these things kind of merged together. And now I get to produce and facilitate corporate team building experiences and utilize my skills. People say, what do you do? And I say, I put people who may or may not work together on a daily basis in a room together, give them challenges and allow them to organically collaborate and communicate. How do I do it? Well, part of it is producing. Part of it is quote unquote directing. Part of it is being on stage and, and acting as an MC and a host. Yet I don't have to worry about hitting a mark or listening to another director or memorizing lines. I just get to do it improv and, and be me. So Again, it's kind of like the perfect storm of all of these varied experiences that you mentioned coming together to support me and bring me to where I am now. So have you always wanted to be an entrepreneur or kind of how did you kind of know that this was what you needed to, to do? Well, to, I don't know as if I always knew I wanted to be one, but my parents ran a business out of our home for 25 years, starting when I was young. So, and there was a separate office, but the entrepreneur spirit, I guess, was always in me. And I did the whole um, Cub Scout selling the wrapping paper and 
doing, you know, going door to door and collecting donations for lengths for lives and, and swimming. And so I guess I have it in me. And it's funny because if you ask me today what my least favorite part of my job is, it's the sales. Because I just I don't know why. I guess I'm okay with it. I just don't like asking people, give me money and I, I, whatever. I know that's part of the deal with entrepreneurship. So I think I always was an entrepreneur. I know at one point, you know, in one grade school uh, journal or, or assignment, it was, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I know one of them was a salesman like my dad, <laughs> which is so funny because now I hate sales, but it is what it is. So I don't know if I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I think it was just instilled or inherent in me. And now I rambled and I totally forgot what your second question was. In essence, it was kind of like, or even focus on that, but what made you come to the conclusion that you needed to build this company based around team building and interactive experiences? Well, like I said, I was a camp counselor as a kid. And I went through before that the counselor and training program for three years at a camp that I went to. And, um, and certainly I had the entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial spirit and backing in my bones, I guess. I kind of honestly fell into team building. I was bartending after grad school many, many years ago. And the stage manager for the show, it was a musical theater comedy show, and the stage manager was doing a casting or a staffing looking for assistance for a team building program from another company. And I said, oh, I'll do it. And I was immediately bitten by it because all of these things that I like, kind of the human psychology and the games and the producing and hosting all kind of fit together. And I went, oh, yeah, I need to do more of this. And I had done it in the past, but didn't really realize that there was a niche for it or that that's what I was doing in college and doing leadership seminars and all this. I guess I didn't really pay attention to it as it being a, a possible career path. So that first one kind of led to another and another, and I developed my own programs. And then I freelanced for many, many years and finally got to the point where I was had freelanced for a number of companies, some of which I felt really great with, some of which I didn't feel so great with. And there are a number of different team building professional companies out there. When I created Premier, I wanted it to be more boutique in the fact that I wanted to have, and, and this makes me sound like a control freak, and maybe I am, but I wanted to have control over what the end user was getting and what the client was getting. I didn't want a client. Now, some clients love a more quote unquote corporate structure, and they don't mind talking to a salesperson at first and then going to a contract administrator and then going to a production and logistics person and then talking to somebody about the charity if there's a, a philanthropic component. And by the time the facilitator walks in one to six months down the line, they have no idea who their contact is anymore. And that was one thing that I found frustrating <clears throat> when I met clients is they were like, oh, who are you? So when I started Premier, I really wanted to be able to give a more boutique, um, direct to the client. You're always, I'm always accessible is what I'm trying to say, I guess, right? I'm not somebody in an ivory tower. Which would totally help the client experience too, right? Like knowing who they're supposed to be talking to at that time is huge. Right, exactly. 
So who is your ideal client today? Today, well, or two tomorrow, ago, I'm just kidding. today, tomorrow, two years ago, my answer would have been slightly different. Um, I would have said human resources. Look, the first people who are going to hire me are human resources people usually and or meeting and, and conference planners. However, that, that's I'm generalizing. Now, coming out of a pandemic, it really is anyone and everyone. Now, I always recognized two and a half, three years ago that team building was important when it's done well. Most people roll their eyes and shrug and say, oh, really, we have to do this. And we can talk about that um, later. But right now, when people are coming back from being isolated, it's more important than ever. And I've had several clients and potential clients tell me, yeah, we have this sales conference and 50% of the people have never met each other live face to face. And so that is a whole new, huh? I mean, I understand it. I get it. We've all been there, but my goodness. So isn't that important right now? So really any industry, anyone and everyone is my ideal client now as we figure out how to re-ingratiate ourselves with other people. What are you doing to get yourself in front of individuals? Uh, well, <laughs> um, I, I, so as a boutique firm, we choose not to spend one to five grand on Google ads every month, just because that, that's not how we find it beneficial to um, advertise and do our marketing. We're much more direct marketing. Yes, we have an e-blast list. And usually once a month, we send out an e-blast saying, hey, this is a new experience we've developed. And here, or hey, here's something special we're doing this month because of ABC XYZ. And of course, social media. And I'm going to age myself here. It's totally not my thing. I, I, I think of Betty White when she, when she uh, hosted Saturday Night Live several years ago and said, you know, something along the lines of before this, I had no idea what Facebook was. And now that I do, it seems like a huge waste of time. Now, Facebook, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be busting you, but that's how I feel. I just go, oh my gosh. And to all of the people who are marketing gurus and social media gurus, Thank you. I probably should be hiring you to deal with my social media because it's just such a pain in the neck for me, but whatever. Um, so that is one way. And then, of course, having uh, published my first book last summer, Take the Fear Out of Team Building, I'm really reaching out to a lot of the quote unquote target audience that I met mentioned earlier, the events and meeting professionals, as well as business owners and HR people really trying to speak on the topic and give a hands-on demonstration. And then people go, ah, okay. So it's not just zip lining and trust falls and paintball. Oh, okay. Yeah. This was totally non-threatening. Aha. So for me, I guess that would be one-on-one -on -one direct marketing, right? Putting myself out there, meeting people saying, Hey, look, use somebody else, use me. Just use somebody, but this is the type of experience you should be giving to your people because we all need this right now. And look, it can actually be fun. <laughs> Which is, I think, something that everybody needs to kind of be aware. So do you find that's kind of one of the big mistakes that your clients make is they think that team building is this whole other experience like you're talking about oh. like the paintballing and stuff? 
Absolutely. And that was that was the whole uh, impetus for writing the book. And what I did early on is I did a, uh, a, a poll. And what the first thing was, the first question asked was, what do you think of immediately when you read or hear team building? And I got some matter of fact answers. A lot of people think building bikes for kids. Yes, bike build experiences are the most popular team building experience out there. They were uh, several years ago. And I got some positive ones too. Yet I got a lot of what I would consider negative. And it, it is the paintball, like I said, whitewater rafting, zip lining. Um, and then I got some other really snarky ones, a waste of productive time, corporate caca. I, I'm paraphrasing here. I don't remember the exact uh, quote, but it was something along the lines of a time where I might strain my eyes from rolling them too far back. You know, <laughs> hell is real. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that word on the podcast, but I did. Leap me out if you need to. I mean, it's funny. People have these very, very negative impressions of team building. And so then I said, well, why? And it seems like maybe it's either fear and or experiences that were not so hot. It so that like, I say again, I was going to say, it sounds like you have a really big stigma that you need to break through. Correct. And that has been my mission for the past year now. <laughs> <laughs> so what are a couple big goals that you have for your company in the next year or two? One of them is to, well, anyway, I guess we're not doing, if I never hear the word pivot again, I will be thrilled, but now I'm going to use it. We all had to pivot to virtual. Now it's like, okay, let's pivot back to face-to-face, -face, which it's funny. It's, I've found that, yes, there are still people that want to do some virtual experiences, but they're very few and far between, which is okay with me because I, Yes, they're valuable. Don't get me wrong. But I personally prefer and think that the face-to-face -face experiences are far more beneficial. So one of the things is the people that are not having their company uh, personnel go back to an office or back to work at a location and they're keeping the work from home model, great. All the money you're saving, not just on real estate, but on coffee and paper goods and paper towels and toilet paper and all these things. And maybe you're giving your work at home people a small stipend to cover it. Maybe you're not. But all these expenses that people didn't think about before are now not there if companies are maintaining a work from home environment. So use that money or at least some of it to bring everyone together twice a year, once a quarter and do a quote unquote all hands meeting. Yes. Have your CEO or president or whomever give a speech, talk about what's going on, but do a team, a fun, interactive team building experience so people can enjoy each other face to face as people, not just through a computer screen. So that's one goal. Another goal for us specifically is we've been working on a proprietary app to use in a lot of our experiences um, with scavenger hunts type experiences, as well as experiences in a ballroom if you will, that, that earn points for people to get supplies for, for example, for uh, a care pack program for whatever challenges utilizing a proprietary app. So another goal is to get that app finished being developed and up and running. So those are two big goals for our immediate future. How would they change your business? Um, 
How? Mm, that's a good question. Well, the app will make it more high tech, which is good and bad. A, we can we can cut out the paper factor. So environmentally, that's a huge coup, not coup, a huge plus, because I would love to be able to cut out all this excess paper that we use. B, people are so used to using these devices these days. So many people just, it's inherent within them. Now, the flip side is putting them down <laughs> and having fun, quote unquote, the old fashioned way is still, still has a lot of value too. And to be honest with you, it's something I wrestle with as we've been developing this app and I talk to our team and everything and I go, oh yeah, I know, I know we need to do this. So it's kind of a necessity because to be honest, a lot of our competitors are. And again, people are so used to having these things in their hands and clicking and punching buttons. It'll also allow us to have challenges be like photo challenges of your team and put in what I would call scavenger hunt type challenges in an experience that is a philanthropic experience where ultimately you are building bikes or whatever. So it will allow instead of just there's so many only so many limitations that there are with paper and pen, right? You can do trivia, you can do some puzzles, you can do that type stuff, but the photo and video component is not there with paper. So that's that's a big thing that's going to change it. Um, for the first thing I said with getting people to do team building quarterly or uh, semi-annually, my hope is that it's going to become part of company culture and they're going to say, cool, this was so great. Let's talk Monday and start planning the next one, right? I want I want people to say, when I walk in the room, not to say, oh, this guy, now what are we doing? But to say, Ooh, okay, Matt's back. What are we doing this time? Right. That would, yeah, especially with everyone, I think is really embracing the human interaction. And like you said, like it'd be huge for company culture to bring them together and to like be able to know the people that they work with and not just on like, uh, hey, that's your face. Hi. <laughs> well, exactly. And, and along that same lines, getting people to get so. Team building, when it's done well, can pay dividends to a company over and over again. I love hearing from a client three, six, eight, 12 months after we do an event saying, hey, do you remember we did the bike build experience back in whatever in Miami? Oh, yeah. And blah, blah, blah. Okay. Well, I have to tell you a story, please. Joe from our New York office was on a team with Sally from our Los Angeles office. They had never met before. They only knew each other as a name and an email address in the company directory. During the experience, Sally was talking about a problem she recently had with a client. And that happened, so I'm, I'm interjecting here, side note for a second. It happens when you're in that situation, you start talking about sales and, oh, how are your clients? Oh, the work, you talk about work because it's what you're most comfortable with. But as, you're, as you forget that you're there for work with colleagues, and you're trying to win a lighthearted competition with the rest of your team, conversation organically goes from work to, oh, yeah, where'd you go to on vacation? Oh, yeah. oh, my gosh, you have a kid that just graduated? And it becomes a little more personal. So back to my story where this client will say, Joe and Sally were on a team and Sally was telling about a problem she had with a client. Joe remembered that last week. So he picked up the phone and called Sally, which I know is a novel idea in and of itself these days, talking about gadgets and gizmos and typing, <laughs> right? But said, hey, this is Joe. Do you remember we were on the same team? Oh, yeah, of course. 
hey, you talked about some problem you had with the client and this is what's ringing a bell. Can you remind me? Sally told Joe the problem. Oh, yeah, this is how I solved it. Great. Joe used the same tactics and nipped the problem in the bud before it became a true problem. So all that because they were on a team together a year ago building bikes for kids at a team building experience they didn't know they wanted to go to and they didn't at the time. But now, six, eight months later, it's still coming back and paying the dividends. Totally so, increasing the team culture, the company culture. Exactly. Yeah, that's cool. Do you have a hard time coming up with like different experiences for people to have? Oh, that's funny. Um, yes and no. Sometimes they just flow really easily. Sometimes it, they don't. So I, fortunately, I have a team that is really great about being collaborative and just talk. I, I'm of the idea of yet yeah, throw any idea at me. It's not a bad idea. May not work, but it's still a good idea because that's where we are right now. Um, personally, I, every team building company has some sort of a bike build, right? It's just a matter of how it's executed. There are certain team building experiences that are, are quote unquote standard across the board. So really um, deciding who's who and what who to work with is a matter of personal preference based upon the company size, how you feel about the interaction you've had with these people. Do you feel, do you want, you know what I mean? Like I talked about before, do you want a more corporate feeling? Do you want a more boutique-y feeling? But then um, as far as creating, I can do left brain work on a deadline, no problem. I don't do well with, we have to have a new, experience created by the 23rd because i just I, my brain does not work that way i like to think i have some creativity in my brain and again fortunately i have colleagues that are that like hey i need logistical support let's talk about this hey let's call um ben for creative ideas right so talk to different people but it's funny when the pandemic started my initial knee-jerk reaction was oh my gosh, how am I going to reinvent myself after the whole, oh, it's going to be over in two or three weeks. <laughs> you know, once that was like out the window, I thought, okay, what am I going to do now? And we did the magic pivot to virtual, fortunately, and we're able to, to keep the lights on, which was great. Now, one of the first experiences we created was a version of our paint for a purpose. And a lot of team building companies have a painting program where teams paint a section or a piece of canvas. And when you hang them together on a wall, they all blend together to make a giant mural, right? Panel one lines up with panel two, which lines up with three, et cetera, et cetera. And we have that. And I was thinking, huh. Well, and we had recently just unveiled that as a face-to-face -face experience. I said, I wish there was a way to do this. Oh, well. And then I don't know if I read or heard or saw Andy Warhol. I don't know if it was his name or somebody said something. And all of a sudden, it was like a spark went off. And I said, wait. So people can't collaborate on the same panel, but we could send small 8 by 10 pan like canvas stretch panel. Oh, wow. Wow. Tongue-tied. Sorry eight by 10 stretched canvas panels to each person. And we'd send each person tracing paper and the same image and the other things that in, they need, including paint pens. They're not markers, they're actually acrylic paint pens. 
but you, Virginia, might get all of the blue hues. Somebody else might get the yellows. Somebody else might get the greens and all different shades, right? And you use those and we don't tell you how to use them. All you have to do is trace the image that you're given and then use these pens. And ultimately what you do is when you hang them up, you have the same image over and over, but every panel is different. One is the green hues, one is the blues, one is the yellows. And you may have four people that all have blues, but the way you use them in your panel, in your image is totally different. So no two are ever exactly the same. And what you get is basically an Andy Warhol pop art type mural. So that was something. So going back to your question, something, there's a spark that happens. And until I have that, then it's kind of like, oh, I got to come up with a new experience. <laughs> but then I'll see something or hear something. And then it's just then it's one of those things where I'm up at 4 a.m. typing and making notes and going, OK, if we can do this and then this and this and this here. And then I, it's like waiting until nine o'clock until I can call somebody because I don't want to wake them out of bed saying, OK, let's talk about this. Matt, can I have a cup of coffee first? <laughs> yes, start drinking. We got to get going. <laughs> so uh, there's a very long answer to your simple question, but it's the truth. So you don't have everyone on like a cookie cutter schedule then like this is what we do first and then this would be your second experience and this would be your third? No, not at all. And it depends upon the size of the group, what they want out of it. So here's a here's a great example. Back in the fall, um, I had a client that was it was a face to face. It was kind of like before Delta or Omicron took off. And. I don't remember, we, we presented three or four different experiences and had a conference call. And ultimately, based upon what she was saying, it was, I, I think it was like three or four different companies that had just merged and they were small. And it was a lot of people who had never met each other. And I said, look, I would love to sell you something from our top tier price range. That's not what you need. What you need is our Just a Minute program, which is a la a minute to win it and it's tabletop games and i believe what we did is we implemented our mix and match method so people start out on one team competing together and they think they're a team and they are and then after a few challenges we say okay we're going to mix it up and then we have ways to mix people up and all of a sudden you're on a whole separate team and you're going wait huh and now these are your new team members right and then we do it again a second time so ultimately people work on three different teams in the course of a two hour experience. And they've, again, collaborated together, but gotten to know each other because you're, you're shooting the breeze and chit chatting while you're strategizing your game and whatnot. So, and she said afterwards, she was, I, I'm not patting myself on the back. That's not the point of this. She said, you were so right. This is the exact experience we needed. So in that instance, I, I didn't upsell, I downsold to give the client what was gonna be most beneficial. Now, that client has since come back and is a repeat client. So I'm thrilled. She's thrilled. Her participants are thrilled. I was going to say, she probably ha will come back, right? Like you'll have a recurring customer because of that experience. Right. And that to me is so much more important. It's, it's, uh, there's some movie and I can't think, oh, it's like Miracle on 34th Street. If we don't have what the client or the customer wants, we're going to send them across the street. Right. I know that's so like, oh, frou frou, but I'm not going to sell you something that you don't. I'm going to sell you what you need. Right. That's why you came to me. <laughs> <laughs> Which is huge. Integrity is huge, right? I, yes. 
And damn, my parents were raising me with ethics and morals. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mom. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so on that note, what is the best advice that you have ever received? That is such a tough question. I think, yes, no, I know what it is. It just came to me. And it is my best friend when I was talking about launching the company. I was concerned about, oh, there's all these other companies and I'm going to be, you know, starting from scratch and the low man on the totem pole and, 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 and she said, it doesn't matter. This is when I was trying to figure out the name of the company and everything. And her advice was something along the lines of, People are going to want to work with you. Other people are not going to want to work with you, but the people that want to work with you are going to that you are ultimately the product. And that's a lot of weight to put on your shoulders, right? But in the, in the most, I don't even know what the word is in the best sense of the word, she was absolutely right. So basically what she was telling me is just be true to yourself. and you're going to create the business that you want and people are going to want to work with you. And that goes back to what I said earlier, which I guess I didn't even realize tied into this until you asked me the question now is there are plenty of us out there find the company or the people with whom you share values and work styles and collaborative efforts and, and whatnot. So I think that's probably the best advice I've gotten, at least that is popping into my head right now. And I also took it too as like, don't really sweat, let's say the small stuff, right? Like just get out there, get going. It'll all happen. And yet at the same time, yes, I agree with you. The flip side is I do sweat the small stuff in that I'm very neurotic about when we set up for an experience. Mm. Things need to be neat because you have one chance to make a first impression. Mm-hmm. And you usually don't even know that you're making that impression. And the people who are coming in, the participants, don't know that you're making that first impression on them, but you are. So in that instance, yes, I want, I want all of the scissors to be on the right-hand side of the table, for example. Because I... <laughs> right? So, but yes, I, I understand what you're saying totally, and I agree with you. What's the best advice you've ever given? Oh, that's a toughie too. Um, the best advice, well, oh no, I'm going to tell you. The best advice is hire professionals, which is part, which is in the book. It's a very short chapter and it's part of my presentation when I speak. Again, there are plenty of us out there, but use some of us, use one of us because we know what we're doing. And I can give a lot of examples. A quick one is, Customizing an experience is great. Before I had the company, when I was facilitating only, I went and hosted and facilitated a game show. It was a game show a la Family Feud. So there is more than one answer, right? There's five, six answers that are correct. We literally went back and forth, probably five minutes. It felt like 25 before I finally scrapped the question because not a single person could answer the question because it was a custom company-based question. All of the questions in the entire game were custom company-based questions. So professionals, at least if you come to me, are going to tell you, 
okay, let's incorporate some company stuff, company trivia, company uh, data, things that you've just talked about. So we're talking about retention and whatnot. However, let's intersperse it with some pop culture and some history and some geography and some fun stuff, because otherwise it gets really heavy. And when you wind up in a situation like that, or worse yet, a story that I heard after I was talking about that experience of mine, where after 10, 15 minutes of nobody giving, getting any answers right at a company game show, the CEO stood up and said, everybody go home, we're done. So hire professionals. We, you wouldn't re, uh, do all of the plumbing in your house by yourself if you're not a plumber. You wouldn't do all the wiring in your house if you're not an electrician. Now, you may change a, a light bulb or a socket, okay? But you're not going to redo the whole thing. So. Unless you have experience and training and development in team building and all that it entails, because yes, it, we do make it look easy. That If we're doing that, we're doing it right. It's a lot of work. So please hire us because we're, we're only there to make you look good and have you and your team succeed. So true. And it would save the company time on doing what they would do best, right? Correct. Exactly. Yeah. Well, Matt, I have really enjoyed our time together today. Is there anything that you would like to talk about that we haven't yet? Jeez, hey, don't open that can of worms. <laughs> As you can see, I go on and on and on. And for some reason, I've tongue tied today. I'm having trouble putting together a coherent sentence. I apologize. But the, the thoughts are all there. They're just jumbled in my head today. Um, you know, I, I really have enjoyed um, chatting with you. And again, I'm so passionate about this. Yes, it's my work, but it's also I love getting people working together. And it's so funny, too. I'll be totally candid on your podcast. So how many thousands of people or hundreds of thousands of people are going to hear this now? I'm that guy that when I have to go into a team building, I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> this is what, And I totally am. I admit it. But I love changing people's minds when they walk in. So again, I think I mentioned this earlier. I want, by the end of an experience with me, people to say, okay, when's he coming back? When are we doing something like this again? Yeah, that would, that's when you know you've ultimately hit your goal. It totally is. So where can people go to learn more about you and what you do? The best place where it's kind of an all-in-one stop and shop is our website, which is premierteambuilding.com. And that has our links to our social media. It has all of our experiences grouped by category. It has some statistics about team building. It has a little bit more about me if you actually care and I haven't poured you to tears yet. Um, and it has a contact form too. So premierteambuilding.com. We work across the USA, Canada, Mexico. Um, I'll, I'll be happy to go to Europe if anyone would like to take me over. <laughs> I'm vaccinated. I've had COVID, so I've got the natural antibodies. Um, so, yeah, I, I just love I love what I do. So I would love to connect with people if they're thinking, huh, this is something we really should do. Let's talk. Awesome. Sounds good. Thanks, Matt. Thank you. 
Thank you so much for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe and leave some love through a review. And I'll catch you on the next episode.